Hey, it's Laura from the Geek Chic Elite. I am so excited to bring to you today this awesome podcast with Chris James. He's a writer, producer, director, and actor, and musician. Um, I spoke to him about his latest project that just launched today, actually. It's called The Sons of Chaos. It is a sprawling 192-page graphic novel um, put out by IDW Publishing and Penguin Random House. I got this book in the mail the other day. It is gorgeous. It is massive. I could literally work out with this book as a weight. And the art is stunning. It's by uh, Ale Aragorn. And so far I've read a few chapters and the story is great. It covers the Greek War of Independence, which was a real event um, that took place 200 years ago. And it actually has implication in today's world. And... Uh, he, as far as I can see so far, Chris James is doing like a wonderful job weaving this story. Um, and if you heard that thunder, it's because I'm in New York and we've got a massive thunderstorm going on in the back and I'm crossing my fingers and toes. My power doesn't go out right now. Um, so without further ado, um, please listen on for Chris James about the Sons of Chaos. It's out now. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good, good. Just uh, trying to avoid the extreme heat we're having, so it's good to be indoors. Yeah, yeah. Are you in, you're in New York? Yeah, I'm in New York, and we're, we're getting a heat wave, so it's always, uh, always yeah. a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, lovely. No, it's intense there. I was actually in Ithaca a couple days ago, and it was crazy hot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but now I'm in L.A. and it's just mildly hot. <laughs> that's, that's like the standard L.A. temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, uh, thank you so much for, for making some time in your schedule to chat. I know the book is, is you know, coming <laughs> into the world, so it's definitely a busy time. Yeah, no, it's good. Like, I'm actually, while we're talking, I'm driving to do a, a opening day book signing at stores. So, oh, awesome! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so good stuff. It's all kind of started, and, and it's fun because you actually, you know, after feeling throughout, uh, you know, a decade almost mm-hmm. of only having to push and drive all of a sudden there's a momentum that's kind of surging and it's shocking so it's it's fun oh so you started planning this out 10 years ago well not in the not in the, not intentionally <laughs> oh okay so it was more like a, just an idea yeah so where it started 10 years ago as an idea that i was approached with right and mm-hmm. then um Initially, I started to write a. Well, first I had to figure out what the story was and do all the research and travel to Greece and all of that kind of stuff. And then eventually worked out a whole bunch of possible stories to tell Mm -hmm. around the time period. And then inevitably came to one and then started out writing a screenplay and got to the realization that it was such a massive scope project that financing Mm -hmm. the movie would be extremely difficult and you could only do it with a massive studio so then i talked about it with the massive studio and they said it's great but maybe start with a book or a series or something that can 
can build an IP to justify the hundred million dollars it would take to make a movie, <laughs> and that led me to say, yeah, like let's do that. Uh, so yeah, so so from the you know the book started about six, five or six years ago. Oh wow! Did you start writing it then, or just mapping it out? Because the book is—I got it in the mail a couple days ago. It is massive. It's oh, like 192 <laughs> pages. It's gorgeous, but it's it's a it's a beautiful behemoth. <laughs> yeah, it it looks like pretty thoughtlessly put together, right? Uh, something that just slaps together pretty effortlessly mm-hmm. on its own. Um, it's uh, yeah, no, it it was massive so first it was the story and then breaking down the story mm-hmm. into a way that would fit the book and then Ale and I the artist mm-hmm. we'd go back and forth like uh, we would communicate a lot in, initially until he sort of locked in on what I was imagining and, and I had created all these books of research material and resources and mm-hmm. imagery so it gave him a starting point and then you know initially was mapping out each panel and trying to convert what I had written to fit the comic sort of structure mm-hmm. and uh, and then after a while uh, Al started getting it so good on his own that he worked creating uh, you know trying to break down the panels on his own and then we ended up going back to us breaking down the but you know so there was like a big process of trying the conversion but in the end i pretty much threw away everything that i had written and rewrote everything to fit what he actually drew oh wow uh, because yeah because otherwise like you're trying to force something to happen instead of taking what's there and uh turning it into really the best possible thing for what actually exists yeah how um, how early into the project did Ale come on board with it? Um, so, in, initially with the book, we had probably worked okay. So, so not the first three years of me dealing with story and research, mm-hmm. but the, in the you know five six years ago uh, when we started the book, there was probably about eight months or a year that we worked on putting the book together before he came on so he probably worked entirely on the book for three years i think oh okay but that's that's cool how it came together where he kind of like felt your vision and together you were able to enrich the entire storyline together <laughs> right and he works only in ink you know so mm-hmm. he doesn't put it into a computer and then adjust it and fix it he locks it in and if it doesn't work then he does a new page wow that's that's intense (laughs) i mean both of what you did yeah both of what you did (laughs) sounds incredibly intense so you said for researching the project that you went to greece how did you um what first drew to writing about the greek war of independence and what did you find upon you know researching in greece so I think initially it came from a friend of mine who is, is Greek and like second generation mm-hmm. Greek American. And, uh, and he was always impassioned about the subject matter and kept pushing it at me. Like we should make a movie cause mm-hmm. he knew that I directed things. And, uh, so he kept coming at me and I kept trying to ignore him and avoid him. And inevitably he, he, he cornered me for long enough to <laughs> listen. 
And so <laughs> after enough, I started to go, say, okay, okay, I'll look at it. And I did, and then it was interesting, and the stories are really layered, and I had no idea there was this revolution that happened, you know, in the very recent past mm -hmm. that was as, 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 you know, kind of significant as it was in defining the world that we know. And, and the fact that just a minute ago in Greece, where you're walking around, there were literally slaughters at times where women and children were battling armies you know mm. uh and and so i think when you when you start to imagine the place that you're standing that not that long ago this was happening it starts to kind of i don't know seep into your being a little mm -hmm. bit and take on a much more profound meaning <laughs> uh so yeah so i think initially once i started getting that this was such a recent thing that had such significant implications and looking further, I realized, wow, it's crazy that nobody seems to know about this revolution. And it, it hadn't been exploited by the media, you know. So outside mm -hmm. of Greece and Turkey and maybe Albania or, you know, Romania, some places, not many people even seem to know that much about it. Mm. Um, and, and strangely enough, it got support, you know, far more than the Iraq war did globally. <laughs> like the, the U.S., helped the uk helped um, oh, wow. people were flying over there to kind of give their support in various ways uh at sometimes it wasn't it was patriotic or whatever mm -hmm. wanting greece but a lot of the times it was just same as it is now it's it's sort of the the west kind of uses um you know things that they don't want to happen against the east to justify mm. business yeah. right so whether we're going to Iraq for resources or whether we're trying to, you know, justify doing something in Iran for another agenda. It was kind of similar then, but the, the agenda of the West was more that uh, there were stock implications. Mm. Um, they had created a fund for the Greek War of Independence and, and it was doing good. But what happened is the, the Greeks, once they had made some headway and were pushing back the Ottoman Empire, they then turned on each other and had a civil war. <laughs> and, and so then, then the stock went down as the Ottomans came and just moved in once they had killed a bunch of themselves. Mm -hmm. And then all of the West said, oh, no, uh, we need to do something. And somehow it garnered enough attention and support that they ended up funding a lot of the efforts through loans, which ironically the Greeks just pay it off, you know, within Whoa. the past 10 years. <laughs> That's crazy. Is that, is right. that the most surprising thing you learned from this? Or is there other things that were just completely caught you off guard with, wow, that I didn't realize it had that kind of an implication? I think that is probably one of the largest sort of, you know, surprises just in that, oh, wow. So we're doing the same thing that we were doing then. Uh, only we were hiding it in different ways, mm. you know, so, so the slogans that we present to the public are, are never going to be, we meaning our politicians and our press yeah. are, are, are never going to hit on the, the actual agenda. And so I think to see that we had already started 200 years ago, supporting things in a manner that were for our larger interest and to mm -hmm. sustain our, uh, stronghold and super and, and like in, in certain areas to keep uh, superpowers intact yeah. against 
Turkey getting too much power, for instance, uh, that we're still doing the same strategic stuff and calling it a different name, uh, mm. I think was really ironically, I don't know why. <laughs> I think I'm naive thinking like at some point it was different and it was about some profound meaning, but I don't know that it ever is, right? Usually yeah. it's either, you know, you manufacture consent through uh, religion or, or media slogans mm -hmm. uh, to justify the hidden agenda. And I think inevitably that's what the storyline of Sons of Chaos became. But what you're, so you, you're getting to see this agenda, but you're watching the implications that that agenda actually has on the human. Mm. It's, it's, it, I mean, I'm only a few chapters in, but it feels like war at a very personal level because you're, you're in the <laughs> right. bigger scope of things, but you're, you're, you, I mean, you're writing about real people too. They're not just fictional characters. Yeah, it, they, there is. They, and unfortunately, I, I wish I had the, the capacity to really make it completely non-fictional, but <laughs> in order to do that just with the storyline of Marcus Batsaris, to get mm -hmm. to the, the 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 battles and the wars and the things that went on between the the, the father and son and between yeah. Ali Pasha and him, it, I would have had to introduce twenty five more characters and three <laughs> more battles and three more locations. So I took liberties to compress and combine some of them. But ironically, this morning, the, you know, the book came out today, mm -hmm. and I looked at my phone, and I had a message from the from one of the Botseris children. No, uh, like I mean, not obviously, like a, you know, a descendant from the Botseris family, and we talked for an hour and a oh, half, wow. and it was such a rewarding, fun, amazing thing. So now we're gonna hang out and meet up. <laughs> That's that's incredible, and and to know that they're also like the family is still so ingrained in that legacy too. Yeah, totally. That somehow they know about the book and reached out and yeah. made the effort to talk to me is super cool. Uh, probably one of the coolest things I could have I not seen coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so you've worked in several different mediums, including film and TV. Um, how you mentioned earlier that. You want to bring Sons of Chaos further, um, but now that you've written your first graphic novel, have you caught the graphic novel bug? You know, the the, the, the bug is more like uh, a deeply um, intense infection, <laughs> you, you know, and, so, so, and, like, and, it, and it comes at the cost of you, because it, it's, it's not, like especially when you're doing something of this scope, mm -hmm. it, it felt like there is no way in hell this is ever going to end. Like every day it was like, oh my God, we're at page 28, <laughs> like years later. And oh my God, I've got to figure out how to make this shorter because my story is going to go on for 700 pages <laughs> if I don't get this together. And it is so gruesome what you go through, you know, to mm -hmm. try to move it forward. It might be different if, if you were you know, the masterfully gifted person that did every part of it, right? Mm -hmm. If you were the writer and the drawer and the colorer and the letterer and doing everything, but you're not. So you're dependent each time I want to change one thing. Uh, everybody is wanting to kill me <laughs> because 
because it has to go through that whole line of events. Yeah. If we need a whole new page, that means everybody's got to go back to work. And when you've been working for multiple years, as lovely as everybody is, they, they, you know, their tolerance of me was probably the biggest challenge that they had to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, so fortunately, uh, we got through it, but yeah, it, so, so yes, I absolutely imagine doing more books and I'm already kind of mapping one out, but it will be different (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the approach will be very different and I won't, I I would love to work with Ale again and again and again. However, Mm -hmm. the challenge between Ale and I was, was never, we had not one ounce of anything but love for each other and (laughs) respect the whole time, but he lives in Argentina Mm. and we worked 100% of the time not together. So he would do stuff all on his own, and then I would get it and then go, oh, God, I have to make a note. Oh, and yeah. he's going to kill me. And he's you also know? doing everything by hand, so it's not digital right. where it's automatic. <laughs> right, 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 right. So he's got to now suffer and go do it all over. Where if we had been sitting in the same place the whole time, I could have you know, saved his carpal tunnel. Um, uh so, yeah. So, yes, I think there will be more books coming, uh, but they won't be uh, to this extenuous, mm-hmm. um, you know, mammoth undertaking. Uh, at least, I don't think so. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll also have the, the you know, kind of hindsight of, like, what worked before and, you know, you yeah. can kind of choose how to go things uh, more <laughs> right. smoothly. Yeah, it's not starting from, you know, absolute ignorance of anything of a whole industry that I had to somehow figure out. Yeah. Now you've written, you've um, you've covered a lot of different topics in your in the different thing in the different projects you've worked on. Do you have a particular favorite? Um, it it really just depends on the specific project and the the company that mm-hmm. you're doing it with. Uh, you know, sometimes I really love directing things and writing is hit and miss because it it primarily forces me to spend way to- more time with myself than I would choose. <laughs> um, and I don't know that it's healthy for me, the, mm-hmm. the, the arduous process that it takes for me to ever come out with something that I think might be decent. Um, so I would say writing has to be like either extremely well, you know, paid or Mm -hmm. super determined to tell something. And so I would say directing is, is more fun, uh, most of the time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like doing everything. Uh, Playing music is the best thing in the world, but, uh, you know, I, I, I only do that when, so I was a part of the band, but my one of my best friends is the singer of it, so mm-hmm. he's really the, the boss of that. And if he <laughs> makes new songs and then says, hey, let's go play, then I'm happy to do it. Mm. So. And um, <laughs> what is what do you hope that the audiences get out of reading the book? I mean... Ideally, you want people to be entertained and have mm-hmm. some sort of an emotional response that that they had, you know, a, 
a, a human <laughs> experience that was good. Uh, that said, it's such an intense subject matter, and I think the the presentation of it is is really trying to r- expose the reality and the harshness of of war that I think we take for granted. Seeing that we're kind of reaching this place where all of the generations from the world wars have either died mm-hmm. or are extremely old. Mm-hmm. So the the generations of the current period have really grown up with abundance, safety, yeah. and the luxury of thoughtlessness. And I think we don't realize the reality of the implications when you are unkind to your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this massive trend of polarization that is kind of sweeping the globe. And you're seeing bits of Europe start to kind of like put up borders again and, mm-hmm. and go back to being ununified mm-hmm. um, and isolation and self preservation is all of a sudden kind of being sold. And I think it's only because nobody remembers or has experienced the reality of how bad it is when the world is not trying to work together. Uh, so, you know, in a sense, I really hope, you know, people can think more about that and look at this reality of, of brutality that, mm-hmm. that is imposed upon people. I mean, I also think it's fun to, to watch an equation like the one in Sons of Chaos where you're, you're watching um, Mastermind play out his agenda using humans as pawns. I mm. think there's always something in that same way people like to watch the Joker. Um, yeah. I think you, you get that experience with Ali Pasha as you get deeper into the book. And I think, you know, it's always somehow enticing to, to understand how people do uh, kind of brainwash a, a, a population. Yeah, I mean, they say, like, uh, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it, and, you know, history is cyclical, so it's it's very, um, you know, it's, it's a topic that'll always come back, and like you said earlier, you know, Greece had just paid off the loans from this war <laughs> that was over, you know, 200 years ago, so it's kind of like, you know, history is still present um, in different ways, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it really, you know... Once people who know how to um, find economic gain, uh, whether it's a hundred years ago or, or recently, they're going to keep practicing it and find the loopholes to keep doing it more and more. And mm-hmm. and there's just too much business to be made from from warring. Uh, yeah. So I don't think we are ever going to outnumber the the people <laughs> with the agendas that are profiting from it. So. We just got to try to do the best we can along the way. That sounds sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so even though Sons of Chaos is out today, is there any, uh, today as in, you know, July 17th, is there any other projects that you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> or is um, your mind like, yay, this is out, this is all I have on my mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the moment, that this is kind of the... The only thing that's really at the a surface level, I, I I have another project that has has been written and and very very 
developed, mm -hmm. but it's still in its early stages of, of becoming what it is. And, and it's basically a, a movie that I, I wrote. It's kind of, it's based on a true story about, uh, a boy who was born with a, a congenital heart defect in, in the mid 80s and mm. he wasn't supposed to survive and he did survive and had open heart surgery immediately and and by the time he was three he was having his third open heart surgery at which point he had a stroke and went paralyzed mm. and everybody kind of ruled him out and his mother was very relentless and and kind of like a Sandra Bullock movie mm -hmm. uh, and kept trying different things and she saw he responded well to animals and after trying different animals got to the point where he ended up having a full recovery that was stimulated by his relationship with a dolphin wow. and so it's a beautiful story he's now 30 and what that family did was take the same thing that they did to help Joe and they created a nonprofit and are doing that same thing for the last 25 years with people. And so I started off acquiring the rights to the story and wrote it into a, a screenplay, but now I'm also sort of a part of their family and, and I help keep the nonprofit they started running, where now what we do is we take dolphins that can't survive in the wild and instead of exploiting them mm -hmm. and giving dolphin rides, uh, we give uh, not-for-profit therapy to kids with special needs. Wow, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks. So, so, <laughs> so, doing that and uh, and and so so now that movie uh, project is is probably the closest thing that has been really developed. Um, and there's information if anybody wants on the that talks about the the script and mm -hmm. the process and and also the the nonprofit on, on my website, which is oh, just cool. Chris James. It's like Chris J A Y M E S dot com. <laughs> I'll definitely link it uh, in the show notes and uh, in the postings. <laughs> but oh, that, that's cool. incredible, and, and it sounds like a you know a project to be really passionate about and to get yeah. others feeling the same way. Yeah, it, 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 it's cool. It, it's very much almost the antithesis of Sons of Chaos. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. So, so it's either like grime, masterful manipulation, and orgies and slaughters <laughs> and you know people killing each other in every possible way i could imagine or little broken boy and his relationship with the dolphin that has a really beautiful ending mm. kind of you choose yeah uh, that's that, those are completely yeah. different casts but they sound like they come from a place of you know respect for the sources and just yeah, generally wanting to get a word it. out exactly that what you said it it, it is it's like it doesn't matter which genre or medium. It's kind of like find the thing that that is stimulating and means mm -hmm. something that brings you to the point that you'll spend enough time and energy and obsession, regardless of how you feel, mm -hmm. for a long enough period of time to bring it to fruition. And so you have to find something that you care enough about to do that. Mm. And I think with the with the dolphin story, I was obsessed as a kid with with marine mammals and and all, at the same time, at when I was eight or seven I went to the movie theater I think 11 times to see E.T. Yeah. and so so this is sort of the closest version of my version of E.T. but in a true story way instead of just a you know a finger that lights up and, and <laughs> that's a, a that's a cool way of, that's a cool way of pulling it in though for sure <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh 
So anyway, that's that's that. Well, that sounds uh, so awesome. <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, good talking to you. Yes. Um, if there's anything else you ever need, just reach out. Oh, perfect, perfect. I'll definitely, um, you know, Sons of Chaos is out today, July 17th, um, and I'll let you get to your, your signing, and congratulations once again on it. it. It is a gorgeous, you know, it's sitting right next to me. It's a gorgeous, <laughs> you know, book. Yeah, good, as long as you can lift it without <laughs> harming yourself. I'll count it as a workout every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well thanks so much for for looking at it and, and talking and uh, i appreciate everything so thanks all right thank you have a good evening all right you too all right. bye-bye bye.